Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. We're super grateful that you're here. My name is Josh Denhart, and I'm I'm here with my good friend Jeff once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're excited to be here today. We've got a fun podcast for you. The idea is, we'll jump straight in, um, it's talking about maybe the parable of the, the golden goose. The golden goose. And uh, if you haven't heard this, love Josh, it's a beautiful story of greed and death and yes it's a super fun so you want to share that with us as we get things going yeah so the parable of the golden goose you may remember this story right so the parable goes like this a farmer goes out and he finds a golden egg under his goose he's pretty excited right mm-hmm. he sees this golden egg and then another day he comes out and again this this goose has laid another golden egg after several weeks have passed and he in each day he returns and finds another golden egg from the goose out of greed he wants more therefore one morning he actually chops off the head of the animal and reaches inside to gather all of the eggs well none were found the animal dies and this man is considered a fool Mm -hmm. i'd say so yes now this is what we call the parable of the golden goose that like his out of his greed he wanted all of it right now in 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 his desire to overreach in a sense mm-hmm. he killed all future hope of golden eggs continuing to be produced well you go ahead yeah it is that's a sad story not very encouraging um can i ask sure. what does this have to do with Lead volunteers in ministry, Mm -hmm. right. How does this tie in for us today? Yeah, so the connection point is, to be put bluntly, without nurture, understanding, tenderness, foresight, and development. Mm -hmm. The expectations that we place on volunteers truly might be the spiritual equivalent of decapitation, reaching Mm -hmm. inside of their souls and looking for more golden eggs, thus, of course, destroying any long-term hope of of true golden ministry. We can overreach yeah. just like the farmer. Mm-hmm. What are some what are some ways that we do that? What are some maybe tendencies that you've seen in yeah. pastors? Do that's a pretty harsh metaphor, but metaphorically chopping off the heads of volunteers. Well, but it's it's true when you when you take that away from them. So how have you seen that play out in yeah. ministries? Well, I would say before we get into the practicalities, which we will get to, I want to say that that there's a proverb that comes to mind. It's Proverbs 12:10 and it reads like this, a righteous man has regard for the life of his animal, mm-hmm. but even the compassion of the wicked is cruel. So, let's push pause for a second. Mm-hmm. Um the 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 biblical writers were writing in an agrarian culture, mm-hmm. meaning that they were farmers. They had animals to do work for them. Well, what was an animal in biblical culture? Well, it was something that helped get the job done. Without an animal, uh, the, the owner of that animal would be seriously hindered, right? He would have to do more work. So a fool, the scriptures say, mistreats his animal at a short-sightedness. Mm-hmm. When he does that, he's not realizing that that this animal is quite possibly one of the main keys to his life being easier. Without the without his animal, the job is harder. Well, mm-hmm. in the same way, somebody might say, "Wow, are you saying that our volunteers are like beasts of animals? No, nope. animals. Nope, nope. We are not saying that. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 I think a correlation could be drawn, right? Yeah. That that I, I think a wise person would treat their animal well. The scriptures say, well, a wise person would also treat their volunteers super well mm-hmm. knowing right that it's a stewardship yeah 
there's there's some nurturing involved and some some growth and discipleship that yes. happens along this process that takes intentionality, takes time. Yep. yep. And you you can't kind of force something that isn't there. Exactly. And and like think of that farmer that if if he just pushes this animal to the point of unhealth, mm-hmm. that that's that's he's what he's what what he's really wanting to do to go back to the other analogy, he's wanting to get more gold, mm-hmm. more golden eggs, and he's yeah. he's he's taking it. He's not being patient to allow great things to happen slowly over time. Mm-hmm. And I think I have seen leaders who watch carefully. They they find that really super gifted person, and they're excited, and they're they're eager. And it's almost like they're eating out of your hand. They're very willing to participate. And then we get into what I call exploitation. Mm-hmm. And we are we are asking too much of them. Mm-hmm. We are uh, not considering, okay? Let's, let's, let's just push pause for a minute. Um, when I was a volunteer at the church that I ended up becoming on st- going on staff with, while I was a volunteer, good gracious, I had a 45-hour-a-week job. Mm-hmm. I had a yard to mow kids to put to bed, the whole litany of things that come with a regular life. And in yeah. the overflow and in my margin, I was joyfully volunteering at church. Mm-hmm. However, there were times, Jeff, where I did not have the foresight and the the reins, the loving reins of, of the pastoral leadership that I was serving under, mm-hmm. them saying, hey, real quick, how are you doing? Yeah. Can, you know, there was just the idea of this guy is a producer. Mm-hmm. Let's just continue to tax him with with more and more stuff. Yeah. What What do you think that line? It seems like a careful line between exploitation and an eager willingness. Yes. And how do you, as a leader, identify? It's maybe an art of how do you it use is the art. reins. It is an to art. To use that analogy. Yeah. Um, I would say early on, I thought that it was numerical. In other words, a number of hours yeah. of serving that there was a threshold. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. and I was simply wrong about that because different people have different carrying capacities, right? Different. There was a guy named Todd, and he was serving 96 different slots. He, was, he and his family were serving <laughs> in the nursery. Yeah. He was doing Sunday morning. So once a month, they were doing nursery on a Sunday morning. They were also doing Sunday school every single week, 40 weeks a year, 52 weeks a year, plus they were doing Wednesday nights. And on paper, that was screaming to me that there was a problem, Mm -hmm. that he was in danger, that he was being burnt out, that we quite possibly were exploiting him. Mm -hmm. Well, I took him to lunch to see if, to do a, to do like a, uh, uh, like a doctor, when you go there, they put the thermometer in your mouth, they check your heart, they check your vitals. Mm-hmm. Well, I was in a sense checking his vitals, asking him questions. How is it going? Are you, you know, and he was giving all indication that all systems were a go that he actually was very healthy. Mm-hmm. So in this case, 96 hours on paper was screaming at me that there, this has to be a problem. That wasn't the case. Yeah. And that, which again, it brings, it is an art to, to an know art. how to use those reins because. Yeah, some people they're filled with joy, they're loving every second of it, and some of them that once a month is, is almost killing them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's different. I'm there's plenty of nuances there. There could be a whole other podcast. But when it comes to this golden goose idea, there, I think there's a just a 
an awareness that we have to have as ministry leaders yes. for our volunteers to, to help nurture and disciple and, and bring them along to make sure that we don't accidentally, cause we don't want to find out that our, our ox is broken right as we go out to plow. That's that exactly right. So, That's exactly right. How, yeah. How can we maybe put some, some, some checkpoints in it. and yeah. some things like that? Well, okay. So as we've said dozens and dozens of times, everything in ministry comes down to relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was out of the health of a relationship that I took Todd to lunch and we had a discussion and I was using my pastoral goggles or my pastoral lenses to discern whether this was a healthy space for him, right? Mm-hmm. I'm picking up on cues. By the way, we talked about this on a previous podcast before as well. But like, if people are showing up habitually late or if they are showing up frazzled, um, overwhelmed, that may be an indication that you're this quote animal or this mm-hmm. volunteer is, is maybe being pushed, pushed too hard. Everybody has seasons as well. Mm-hmm. So it is the intentional leadership that's in, just absolutely entrenched in the lives of your people that you're picking up on cues and clues and you're not just like hey they're fine Mm -hmm. and they're you know because sarah and i were very 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 invested serving very intentionally but it was out of i think maybe being taken for granted one of the stories that i'm thinking of about our own lives and i think the pastor who was overseeing us who's still a great friend to this day i think that he just thought that his that his personal touch was less needed mm-hmm. and his personal touch was actually very needed. Yeah. Cause it, it's a danger when our job as ministry leaders just become slot filling or yep. we need to get this done and because that's part of the job. We need to find people to, right. to fill in and, and do these different roles. But if that's the end game, then, then we're going to miss out completely because again, if to go back to the metaphor again, if, I need you to step in and be a youth group leader and mm-hmm. you come in to do that. You're not just a golden egg that I'm That's like, right. all right, got it. We're good. Right. Because before, yeah, before we know it, if you're just looking to produce golden eggs, it's that, 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 that's in a sense of extracting from someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so another concept would be what, like, what can you do for that person that is life giving? Mm-hmm. So, Certainly, we don't want to just look for what they produce. That's pretty lame, mm-hmm. right? That's extracting. That's going to be that's going to be down a pathway of usury. That's going to be down the pathway of exploitation. Yeah. But in a sense, can I, I used to tell people, Jeff? I would say, Hey, man, I know it's not that good of a trade, but if you volunteer with us, you get me, <laughs> right? I know mm-hmm. it's not that great of a trade, but you get. I got goosebumps because it was true. You get. You get me flaws and all, but I'm going to be in your corner. I'm going to be on your side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a good recruiting phrase, line, yep. phrase to to have with you because it, that should be true, and it's a good yeah. reminder, I think, for ourselves as we're recruiting to just have that in the back of our mind, not only so they know it, but we mm-hmm. know it too. It's like, all right, this is a it's a relationship. Yes, you like this isn't contractual. No, I'm going to be your friend. Yeah. We're going to be doing this together. And out of the overflow of relationship, discipleship happens. Mm -hmm. Discipleship, in my opinion, doesn't happen outside of the context of relationship. Absolutely. And so, by the way, do I view that individual who is serving with me as this is a means of their growth? No question. Mm -hmm. But it's through the context of our relationship. Now, another thing, this is a little bit different, but let's say, for instance, that all of a sudden I see my oxen 
like my ox or whatever, or my, my farm animal, mm-hmm. I see he's got a little bit of a gimp and he's got a gash in his leg. I got two choices. Tape some aspirin. Get back in the game, homie. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's view it as a, as a coach now. Um, let's say that you have a star player, Jeff, and you're a soccer coach. Did you play soccer growing up? No, that was not You're hockey. You're hockey player, basketball, baseball, okay. golf. Yep. But soccer never made the mix. You know, most people in podcast land, they don't know that you're a scratch golfer, that you hit par. I don't think quite. I wouldn't, I'm a single digit handicap for sure. But single d- people. I think my days of scratch are over as life and ministry and marriage and so so when you were in college when i got to play every day in college for free that nice courses then my score because you you played for your your college Mm -hmm. dude ladies and gentlemen let it be said here jeff is a stick man he is a golfer all right (laughs) yeah Heard it the one and only place that's ever said right here on the Lead Volunteers podcast but you know that's to be celebrated you are a great golfer how did we get there how did we get golfing going uh no idea question but oh, the golden goose. The golden goose. Uh, I I will say I will say that as, um, as okay. We're talking about uh, soccer. We are talking mm-hmm. about whatever. So let's say a soccer coach. Okay? There we are. We're there back. We are. We're back. <laughs> we're back. So a soccer coach and he sees a star player with a s- slightly swollen and going to be purple ankle. Mm-hmm. And if the coach is a fool and he only wants the win right in front of them. And he is going to pull that kid aside, shoot it up with Novocaine, tape it really, really, really hard, and put them back in the game on a bad ankle. Mm-hmm. That happens, by the way. Yeah. And that is a short-sighted, not loving coach. And so there were people who were so eager to be in the game, and they had a life circumstance that you know necessitated that they take a break right? Whether it's a work thing or whether it's a marriage thing or whether it's just circumstances of life, they needed to be, to take a break, not punitively, but the loving care of a coach saw that they, that they needed to be not sidelined because that's a, that sounds punitive, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. They needed to be on, let's say emotional or spiritual or medical leave. The way that I know that is that I'm in their life. Yeah. And then I see that. And then I take the position of you as a person and your health far exceeds what you can do on the field. Mm-hmm. I would rather have you healthy and return than blaze you out and we have this short-term, super short-term win, right? Yeah. I think you said it really well there. The You know that because you're in their life. That's exactly and it's right. it's not something that you, I don't know, see outside of relationship. We, we... And, 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 Yeah. So, so with this Todd guy. On paper, that caused me concern. Mm-hmm. Can can somebody serve at that level and be healthy? Well, the greatest question is to go ask. You got to figure it out. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I made a joke about this one time on the podcast, and it's worthy of sharing again. At that same time, I saw somebody on our roster because we we went a super deep dive to find out who was serving and how much. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And one lady was serving eleven times a year, less than once a month in the nursery. And she felt she was carrying the church on her back. Mm-hmm. So for her life circumstances, any more than that, she had four small kids, mm-hmm. right? So out of the overflow of understanding her life, connecting with her, I could see that she was a little shaky. And so the wise coach or the wise farmer or 
the person who sees a golden goose, you're like, hey, listen, let's not mm-hmm. push that. Yeah. Let's not rewrite our standard to Todd level and then push people towards that. Right. We've got to This is individualistically nurture, That's right. care for that goose because we don't want to don't want any ac- accidental decapitations. Those we might be no, even worse than uh, you know, intentional. I, you know, Jeff, I think I think what you said is very important. We don't want any accidental decapitations because there is nobody in podcast land who is who 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 is uh, malicious. Yeah, and they're exactly. bad. Mm-hmm. That just I just don't think that that exists. They're not wanting to to exploit. Go ahead. No, I was they're, they're not going to want to exploit and hurt someone. That's yeah. nobody's intention. However. Without eyesight, foresight, love, intentionality, you can unintentionally decapitate someone. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I speak from personal experience that it was out of the the blinders slash oversight slash this pastor was carrying on other things thinking they're fine. Mm-hmm. They've got big capacity, but it was in the absence of relationship that he did not see that we were being overworked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's making me think through the lead volunteers course where through the recruiting, training, and retaining mm-hmm. modules built into your schedule are times to make sure you're building right. those relationships. Because if your end game and the only time you're investing in this person is the recruiting and relative yeah. training process and then you're like all right check filled it then then you're missing out on that relationship That's you're right. gonna have some decapitations intentional or not whereas i don't know you don't want to forget to intentionally schedule time for relationship that's right and it might take that it might take you open it up your calendar and be like and just blocking call this person yes. send this letter hey siri remind me at six thirty tonight to ask Richard about their yard Project. landscaping this yes. last weekend. Okay. Now we do, my wife and I, we do pre-marriage counseling and marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget one time that, that the husband was like, well, it's not, it's not as meaningful if I put on my calendar a, just a cold buy flowers three months out. And I said, it doesn't make any difference whether you were spontaneously inspired. Mm-hmm. It's a thing you need to do, yeah. whether it's flowers or whatever. So with our volunteers, it's it's all about relationship. Mm-hmm. And so to look out, I like what you're saying, to look out into the future and say, hey, this is a critical relationship. And my investment and involvement is of, of, of a paramount level. Mm-hmm. Write, a, write a note. This day, make a phone call. Two months out, schedule lunch. It's 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 making sure that you don't drop those balls. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we got a ton of different balls flying in ministry. The most important one is relationship. Mm-hmm. If you volunteer with me, you get me. If you volunteer with me. And you got to hold up your end of the deal. That's exactly that. right. Mm-hmm. You got to hold up your end of the deal. Well, gang, this has been a fun conversation. Hey, listen, um, a righteous man has regard for the life of his animal. A righteous man has regard for the life of his volunteer. May we as leaders steward our volunteers well. Listen, if they are laying golden eggs, it may be at a pace that is one golden egg every three weeks. Praise the Lord. Rock with that. But don't overreach. And the way that you can ensure not overreaching is by having a significant relationship. We're grateful that you guys are here. This has been the Lead Volunteers Podcast. If you would, do us a great favor and like it, uh, subscribe to it, 
leave us a comment, and maybe even check out the leadvolunteers.com master course, which is going to allow you to more effectively recruit, train, and retain volunteers with this overarching relational touch. We're grateful that you guys are here, and we'll catch you next time.